Hello everyone, this is Bonnell Lankford, and welcome to January 6th, The Insurrection Podcast. Once again, I want to begin by um, talking about what just happened. Um, the Attorney General Merrick Garland just gave his press conference to his team, and it was very interesting, to say the least. He was uh, discussing accountability, which I think is an important part of, of this discussion um, without accountability, how are we supposed to move forward as a country? And the only people who are being held accountable for January 6th attack are the minions who were um, there destroying uh, my capital. And, um, and not all of them have been round up, but for the most part, the majority have been identified. But uh, according to... Um, uh, the press, they have identified that um, there are still quite a few people um, that are out there. And um, that's one of the things that I don't understand, um, especially with modern technology. They could easily um, um, do a scan of whose cell phone were on the Capitol grounds and just triangulate uh, those individuals and their cell phones. Everybody had a cell phone because they wanted to record uh, their actions and their misdeeds. So um, that's one thing that I would like for somebody to mention is how they're identifying these individuals. And I'm sure the FBI and people who are investigating um, the attack are, um, are uh, rounding up these criminals. And uh, it's, you know, I'm an IT guy, so I know how technology works. And to say they don't know who is on the premises um, during the attack, guess what? Uh, they know. And why don't we know? Uh, that's the problem. Um, so uh, technology is quite an interesting um, thing. Um, everyone had a cell phone, so everybody's got an IP address, everybody has a number, so give me a list. I want to know who was there. Um, so um, that kind of um, is going to gear me towards um, the topic of the day. And the topic of the day is the investigation. Um, the investigation is ongoing, of course, and um, it's very interesting how Mr. Garland uh, said that he's going to hold everyone accountable, um, everyone, from the bottom to the top. And we know who is at the top, and the top is uh, the ringleader of that um, insurrection. And um, I'm interested to know um, a little bit more about the investigation. I think they're being very um, cautious about how they are um, putting out uh, names and, and places and, and who's responsible and, and uh, cause it really is a coordinated event. I mean, it's hard to recognize that um, January 6th was a coordinated attack. There was a strategy, there was a plan, people were put into place, whether they were a senator or a House uh, a representative or even uh, members of the cabinet um, and even foreigners. So um, th th those are the names that I wanna know. Who, what, where, when, and why. I think that's an important part of of an investigation is um, the who, what, where, when, and why. 
who was in the room, who, um, who was trying to stop this attack. And he did mention um, uh, vaguely, but kind of was referring or um, identifying uh, that everyone involved from the top to the bottom are going to be held responsible. And I, which I, I think is important to identify, but why not give us a name? Say, this person is responsible for this, and I want to know what they were doing, when they were doing it, and this should all be in real time. We're, we're adults. We can handle the truth. Um, so I, I hope that the investigation is going to start kind of giving us more information because as a citizen I'm 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 required to know and it's my right to know who was kicking down the doors of my capital so um, you know there really wasn't much said I mean he we already knew what he was going to say he shed some light on um, some of the things that um, occurred and how uh, the investigation is going to proceed uh, but we're a year in. Um, so, you know, this is an important time. Tomorrow is the anniversary of January 6th, and we still haven't, um, they still haven't officially said uh, who's responsible. I mean, there's quite a few people who are responsible, but it, it's very uh, typical to blame um, the minions as opposed to the ringleader. And the ringleader is you-know-who. Um, so, you know, yesterday was, um, there was a lot of news conferences yesterday, and one that I thought was very important were the, uh, the Capitol Police. There were a couple gentlemen who appeared on the media, and you can clearly see that they were traumatized by the event. I mean, there were photos and pictures about how, um, how they were there and how they fought off the mob, and and clearly traumatized. And one of the things that was very poignant in um, the conversation that these two gentlemen had, they were specifically saying accountability. And accountability is going to be critical to this investigation. Because if we just arrest the minions, you know, the people, the, that nut job with the horns and screaming um, um, inside the rotunda or that loser that was in Nancy Pelosi's office with his feet up, all those people are criminals. I don't know how you can slice and dice that up. Criminals, you are a criminal and you should be held accountable. And it wouldn't be, you know, there was a case recently where there a couple teenagers where um, a boy had committed suicide and the uh, his girlfriend, um, was texting him daily, do it, kill yourself, do it, kill yourself. She was held accountable. She was put in jail. I think she's in jail right now. So that is precedent. If somebody is telling you to do something and you're an actor and you go and do it, you're part of the problem. You're part of that group of... of um, of individuals who are um, who are instigating an attack or instigating 
a, um, an individual to do something, everyone is held accountable. So you would be considered an accomplice. So at the very least, the 45th president is an accomplice. I don't know how else you can see that. We all saw it um, ourselves on January 6th at the insurrection event. He was up there. Go to the Capitol, fight, attack, do what you have to do to save America. So how at the very least he can't be held accountable is mind boggling. But the investigation is not complete quite yet. So hopefully they're going to approach that when the time comes. That's just one example of accountability and precedent that could be used as a, um, as a, uh, as a sounding board for what occurred. Because if anyone is telling somebody else to do something and they go and do it, you're part of the problem. So you should be held accountable as well. What else did Mr. Garland talk about? Well, we're going to talk about what he said and what he didn't say. And what he didn't say, he didn't mention the ringleader. And when I say the ringleader, I mean the 45th president. So that's one thing I want to hear more about, about how those individuals who were on that stage, the 45th, 40, number 45, his attorneys and all those other nut jobs that were up there screaming um, in, in that winter day, telling all these criminals to go to the Capitol and seize power. Because that really was the plan. And the plan was to stop the election. And these individuals just basically followed their order. And they consider themselves to be um, like a militia or something, which is kind of odd. Being a military veteran, I find their, their little groups that they give themselves names, um, like the Oath Keepers and, and some other, I don't even know, I don't follow them, so I don't really know who they are. But, you know, that, that's their 15 minutes of fame. And they feel that what the president says is, um, is law. So they, they feel that it's their duty to go and do what that individual says. So they're partly responsible, not solely responsible. And I wish Mr. Garland would have said more about that, about who, um, he did say, I'll say this, he did say that he's going to hold everyone from the bottom to the top. Well, guess what? We want to know who's at the top. Who was in the room? It was the f number 45. It was Mr. Meadows. It was Miss um, Grisham. That's a, a name that I heard before, but I kind of forgot. And today I was reminded that... Uh, Ms. Grisham, who I believe was part of the um, Inside the Circle of Hell, she resigned on January 6th. So one of the questions that I would like answered is why did she, why did she resign? Why did she feel that she needed to turn her back on her leader and resign? Obviously because she felt what had occurred that day was unconscionable and needed to remove herself from the inner circle. So when you say accountability, you know, people, I think it's important to understand really what that word means. And 
when you hold somebody accountable, you just don't say they're accountable. You take action, meaning you go out and you find out how they're accountable. So you gather up evidence, phone, computer, every trace of um, communication needs to be gathered. And I don't, I know that they're asking them politely, but we're past polite. And asking someone uh, to give you something that they don't want to give you is ridiculous, to be quite honest. For example, if I don't pay a ticket, I get the boot on my car. And I've actually had a boot put on my car before, so I know the disruption it, 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 it incurs. So why they're not holding these individuals accountable is remarkable. You could easily just put a boot on their car, freeze their accounts, take all their communication devices, and you lock them up with an ankle bracelet, and you monitor everything that they do. Because I would say that what they've done is a little um, more tragic than a speeding ticket or a parking ticket, which each and every one of you has experienced. And you were held accountable for your actions. And I'm using a, a parking ticket or the boot as an example because it is a, uh, the law uh, that you must follow. And if you don't follow that law, you're held accountable. And something as simple as a speeding ticket or a parking ticket is going to put you in the hot seat. Something as basic as that. So how on earth are we not putting the boot or an ankle bracelet and arresting these individuals for what they've done? And that really what it all boils down to. We see this as why aren't these individuals being rounded up? They're allowed to go on, um, on with their lives and their attorneys are speaking for them. Well, guess what? You need to, um, you need to have the boot. <laughs> Every last one of them. Even uh, uh, Mr. President, they need to go to where he's at and put the boot on his limousine, put an ankle bracelet on him, take all of his communication devices and round him up. And then we'll start from there. Because without it, there's no accountability. And if you're asking them politely to bring information to you, where's the accountability? You're a criminal. It's like uh, putting the um, rooster in charge of the hen house. I'm not going to give you anything. And th that's the argument. They're, they're using our laws against us to defeat us because without their cooperation we're not able to we're not able to hold them accountable but how you hold someone accountable is you take away their freedom and um, it's as simple as that so why they're not doing that is beyond me uh, part of this conference um, yesterday uh, with the um, with the Capitol Police they were reiterating um, ad nauseum about accountability and I agree with them 100% because they're looking at it like well they've arrested 
you know, the, the horn wearer in the rotunda. They've arrested quite a few people. They're just the minions. They're not, of course, they're, they're guilty, but they're not the, they're not the, the, um, the ringleader. And the ringleader are all those individuals that were in that room that day that were allowing this nonsense to occur. So I'm hoping that the people who are going to um, hold these individuals responsible are going to recognize that without evidence or without the information that we require to hold these people accountable is, is um, a dead end. And I think that's where most people kind of look at this and say, well, you know, there, we, we, we identify that they were there. We kind of know what they did, but yet we all have the facts. They're right there in front of us. It's not, it's not um, a gray um, area. It's black and white. And I'm kind of, as I'm speaking to you right now, I'm watching and being reminded of this attack and, and how um, yesterday when the Capitol Police, they were also saying that the majority of these perpetrators and, and criminals are trying to whitewash um, this event. That's exactly what they're doing. You know, it's kind of the old adage, don't look over here while I steal the lollipop from the baby. You know, it's like, look over here. I'm going to give you alternative facts. So you don't really understand um, the reality of what's happening because the majority of those criminals that were part of the insurrection, they're, um, they're ignorant and they're uneducated. And, and it's sad, but it's true. And my advice to them is pick up a book, go get a degree, understand the reality that you're living in and that you're not living in a soundbite of stop the steal. That's one phrase that reminds me of an old phrase that lost John Kerry, the presidency, the Republicans, they thought of that flip-flop phrase. You may be old enough to understand that, but um, he lost the presidency because of that flip-flop and, and, and they tore him up because he was a veteran and, and fought for our country. Yes, he said a few things, but that doesn't take away the fact that he defended the Constitution and he defended his country and he fought for his country. But yet these dirtbag Republicans created a phrase called flip-flop. He was a flip-flopper. This stop, the steal is no different. It's basically the same because the people who are listening to this, they, they're, they're, they're ignorant and they're misinformed and they're uneducated. They don't understand politics. They think they do, and they're living their 15 minutes of fame um, by going on social media and, and, and being important. I'm a political science major. I understand politics. I never wanted to be involved in politics, but I understand it. And I um, understand enough that if I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to say anything about it. But there lies the conundrum. You have a group of ignorant individuals, uneducated, toothless, ignorant fools that um, are given a voice and they're given that voice through you know who social media um, and the initials are F is in Frank, B is in boy. I don't mention them because I don't use them. I'm smart enough to know that that platform is the devil's bidding and 
people use it and are, are addicted to it and it allows them to have their 15 minutes of fame and they're currently living in it right now so congratulations fb um for doing that and that's another uh, area of accountability you know people are on that platform and they're just spouting nonsense and and non-facts and and statements that make no sense like stop the steal uh, these are things that are tearing down our democracy which is really sad and they're being allowed that venue to spew hatred and spew nonsense to tear you down as a as a democracy and I, I know that that story is not over that's we're, we're at the beginning of the end of that story you know social media is hysterical I don't I don't belong to to any of them because I'm smart enough to know that um, that they're uh, not good and they are destroying the fabric of everything um, take a look at your family <laughs> that's all I need to say if you are on that are if you're on that social platform and and every day um, you know sharing your every deep thought you got a problem and nobody cares and your 15 minutes of fame is irrelevant nobody cares about what you're doing on the daily and um, and that's another part of the problem but I'm sorry that I went off on a tangent but I think that's an important part of kind of where we are you know this this coordination didn't happen um, by happenstance it was done through social media who are solely responsible and through back channels and that kind of leads me into my next segment of the people who are the criminals involved in the planning of January 6th they were using back channels even elected officials were using um, back channel communication instead of the um, the communication devices that are provided by the federal government and that really is part of our problem is that this whole four-year administration they just ignored rules and regulations we are a land of rules and regulations that's what keeps us safe is because we follow the rules there's a there's a phrase in a, one of my favorite movies where um, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie but it was um, Jack Nicholson he was you know a general or something and he was saying you don't know how to protect the country um, you can't handle the truth and the truth is um, you know that's part of this problem where this party and I, when I say this party I mean the Republican Party they don't know how to protect my country and there lies the conundrum if you don't follow the rules shit happens and you're living in this shit right now and the rule is the Constitution and the Constitution is like a rule book I mean it's it's pretty cut and dry and it, there's no um, room for ambiguity it is a rule set out in plain English that you are supposed to follow the rules and it's unfortunate that the people who were part of this administration the 45th administration didn't follow the rules and welcome to hell you're living in it right now 
the worst pandemic ever in the history of the world, financial collapse, um, disruption across the globe, um, financial disruption across the globe. Everything is happening in real time. And people are just, you know, they're, they're um, struggling. I'm struggling. Who isn't struggling right now? Everyone is trying to understand and, and get, their, um, get their bearings of what is happening. So it's difficult to even, you know, say this is a this is a problem or that's a problem because there are so many things happening, and I really think this was part of coordinate, coordinated disruption by a, a group of individuals that they thought that this would be beneficial to their to their end game, and um, the end game is we're living in it right now. Um, so. With that said, I'm going to move on to my next topic. Enough about Mr. Garland. He didn't really say much, so I can't really talk about. Um, yesterday was an uh, interesting day because there were a lot of things happening, um, and the um, the Capitol Police uh, was part of it. I think that was uh, an important part of of context of what occurred on January sixth. And one of the things that one of the police officers mentioned, he was a high-ranking police officer that was injured and almost killed um, defending the Capitol. He mentioned something about whitewashing and about how um, certain individuals are whitewashing the events that transpired on January 6th. And I couldn't agree with this gentleman more. They are whitewashing this to... Um, it's so white you can't even see it, and um, it's sad. And uh, and mentioning uh, whitewashing was the uh, press release or the press conference that the 45th president was going to hold tomorrow. One of the things that really was, um, that stood out to me was he, uh, at the top of his memo that he released was, um, you know, uh, Donald Trump um, press conference to be held, blah, blah, blah. And th underneath that heading was Save America. So that's another example of whitewashing. Save America? Yeah, save America from you. And if you don't think that you are destroying the very foundation of everything that we've accomplished thus far over 200 plus years um, you are um, more ignorant than I um, thought you were and I hope that this um, sticks because we as Americans we have amnesia we forget what happened the four years before us and we just go on as if it was normal and uh, President Biden is um is is helping us along in coping with the tragedy that we call the last four years and we forget when things are calm and normal and there's a, an administration that knows their job and is doing it well and yeah the, the pandemic is happening but why are we in the middle of a pandemic because of the 45th president and I hold him personally responsible for this. Uh, so we forget when things are running smoothly, because besides the pandemic and the financial crisis, the country is pretty much, you know, we don't really think about 
um, politics like we did in the last four years. You know, when things are running somewhat smoothly from a government standpoint, um, we forget about the previous administration. And you could go back to King George II. And when I say King George II, I mean George Bush, um, uh, the president. And his debacle of 9-11 and how he didn't know his job, who he looked like a scared um, bunny when his assistant walked in and told him that we were being attacked on 9-11. He sat there for seven minutes, very similar to Dum uh, Dum, where he sat um, in the Oval Office on his fat ass and didn't do pick up his phone and stop the insurrection. He sat there for three hours and seven minutes. I like the way they're saying 187 minutes. Let's, let's not say 187 minutes, let's say three hours, because what you can do in three hours is um, uh, quite enormous. I can drive from uh, Chicago to Milwaukee in three, under three hours. So I can literally drive to another state in under three hours. So it took him three hours, seven minutes to release a statement. And the statement and or video was as appalling as his inaction to do his job. And I'm going to keep saying do his job because that really what this all boils down to is this fool didn't know his job. And, you know, who would have thought that a game show host wouldn't know how to run a complex country. Who would have thunk? Honestly, I didn't vote for him. As I mentioned before, I have no grievance with the gentleman. He's not even a gentleman. Th that individual, I've never had any grievance with him. Check my MDB. You know, check my background. I've never said a, a fucking thing about this fat ass, not one, but the gloves are off when you are cheering on the demise of my democracy. You know, as a military veteran, I take this very seriously and being a patriot is, um, is important. And the, there are individuals in that party that use that word as if it was some sort of slogan, like, um, stop the steal. You know, they say, oh, I'm a patriot. Oh, really? You're a patriot? So kicking down the door of the Capitol and defacing and injuring and killing um, federal employees is an, being a patriot? Once again, you don't understand what words are. So pick up a fucking dictionary, learn the meaning of words, and then come back at a later time. But these fools that were at the Capitol that day, they were there for the show. You know, th this is a show to them because you have a, a ringleader, a clown, who uh, basically thinks that the world revolves around him and you are, um, you're part of the show. Well, guess what? The government isn't a show. The, the government is there to be ran accordingly by rules and regulations so that we as citizens of this country are safe. And going back to that movie, um, you know, 
Jack Nicholson said something about, you know, you're able to sleep well at night because I provide the protection that gives you that comfort. And I, I know I'm completely misquoting this, but it, I don't even remember. I think it was All Good Men or something like that, but Jack Nicholson, it was a fantastic movie. Um, but he said, you know, you don't understand what it takes to keep us safe. And that really is what happened here. These people that were put into place in the 45th administration didn't know their job. And you can see it from the very first impeachment to the second impeachment and now to this insurrection. You can't go in front of the world and disagree with your own government and think that's a good thing, right? So here you are in front of the world saying that you disagree with your own institutions and you are agreeing with our enemy and make no bones about it. Mr. Putin is our enemy and he fucking licked that shit up like it was candy and and dum dum you know he he doesn't know he's thinking about you know how many clicks he's going to get how many followers he's going to get how much money he's going to make at his hotels and guess what we're all suffering because of it so the idea that a game show host is a good idea for being a president is incorrect and there's a reason why george washington was in the military and he was elected to be president was because he understood what it took to protect this country. And that's another aspect that the media isn't covering. What is his role? What is his job? His job isn't to be in the White House and get advice from his daughter, who is another piece of work, or um, his son-in-law to be negotiating with um, leaders of different countries. This guy, I'm sure he's smart in his world, but in the world of government, he was, he, he missed the mark, okay? He missed the mark greatly. And yes, he did uh, do things that, well, he did his job, I think, kinda, sorta, not really, but that idiot should never have been given a security clearance, period. And that really is just another aspect of the, um, the error in judgment that this fool um, abided by, taking advice from um, his daughter or his granddaughter or his wife or whomever and ignoring the advice from generals and admirals and, and chiefs of staff that, were, that are career government officials. And people use it as a pun like, oh, you're just a general? Guess what? Asshole. They are there because they know their job. They're there because they know how to protect our country. And right now, we are, 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 we are in trouble. And if you don't think that people are circling the United States right now because of this last four and a half years, I'm surprised that we haven't been attacked quite yet. And, and, and it's because, because of who we are. We're the United States of America. But people, they smell blood and they're coming in for the kill. And this individual opened the door. And if you don't see that, then you are sadly mistaken. And please sit this one out. And it takes a great deal of, 
of education and information to get to the point where you understand how to run a country and you can't be a game show host and do so because you're not smart enough. I, my, one of my favorite scenes during the pandemic when Dum Dum got COVID and he's in that limousine driving around and all of his secret service, you know, there must have been hundreds of people around him. And there, I know what they were thinking. They're thinking this fucking asshole doesn't have enough sense to simply stay put and put a mask on. It's so silly. But see, he is brilliant in that fact because he knows that there's a group of people that oppose that. And th that really is why we are where we are. There was a pandemic during the Obama administration, but Obama was smart enough and intelligent enough to know that we need to combat this and we need to squash it. And, th and it was done so brilliantly that we didn't even know anything about it. Why? Because there were people that were in place that knew their job. For example, President Biden, he was vice president at the time. I think he was uh, he was the lead on that whole Ebola outbreak, and oh, or no, it wasn't Ebola. It was SARS, I believe. It was some. It was a respiratory disease that it was going MERS, I believe it was. That could easily have happened here in the United States, but they were smart enough to manage it and squash it. I know that's a bad example, but but it is an example of how the government is supposed to be ran and how you stop things. We can go early on in the pandemic when Dum Dum said, you know, we got it all under control. No, you didn't. You didn't, you haven't, and you don't. And now we're currently living in that nightmare. I'm sorry for that, but I get a little heated. Okay, so next topic. Um, the Capitol Police, I really would like to speak to them. If any of the Capitol Police want to jump on the horn and have a great conversation, I welcome you because you are true heroes. So one of the things that was mentioned yesterday was um, how Trump, oh, there I go mentioning his name again, uh, please don't sue me. And if you do, I br bring it on. Um, Sean Hannity, this bloviated windbag who works at uh, a network that starts with F as in fuck, um, for some reason, he had the president's ear. And this is just another example of the 45th president um, having people within the circle that are unqualified to even run a McDonald's. But yet he is, he's got his ear. He's texting him. He's contacting him. He's calling him. Are you kidding me? A news reporter? is supposed to know more information about how to run a country than the president of the United States or the cabinet? Are you kidding me? Trump fired admirals, generals, um, all the way down the line. And now he, at the very end, he's taking advice from a bloviated windbag. And there you go. That's the problem. Rules and regulations aren't followed. People are in place in the government to protect you as a civilian, as a citizen. And this wasn't done. And that's why we're in the fucking mess that we are. 
But for some reason, him, um, Hannity, and Meadows. I don't know Meadow. I think Mark. I think his name's Mark Meadows. Another fool um, in the inner circle. And this guy, I mean, he, I don't even, he, for some reason, was cooperating. And then all of a sudden decided not to cooperate. Why? Because attorney said, you need to, you need to stop giving out information because they're on to us. So he's another individual. And all these people, there's an expression that we say in, in law, it says, you know where the bodies are buried. All of these people know where the bodies are buried. And without their cooperation, we're not going to get anywhere. So what the, what the committee needs to start doing is start rounding these people up, collecting their information because, you know, when I was in the Navy, I was, I don't know if I already mentioned this, but um, I was on the bridge and the bridge on the ship is where you are steering the boat. And I was frightened because I'm, I'm in the middle of the sea and I'm steering a 350 foot uh, ship and, and I'm chewing through my nails like I did when I was a schoolboy. And I'm just biting through all my fingernails and an admiral comes up to me and he says, uh, sir, please stop biting your fingernails. That's the property of the United States uh, Navy. And I took that to heart and he meant it. And it really is true. So if my fingernails are property of the United States Navy or the United States government, guess what? Communication and any whisper that these individuals had during their tenure in the United States government, it's our property. It's not their property. So why is it so difficult to, to get a hold of it? That's the part where people are upset and accountability. The information that you text and type and you use on a federal laptop or, or cell phone, that doesn't belong to you. That belongs to us. And then they say, oh, well, the National Archives can't get it. Guess what? It's real simple. You just go to their home, you kick in the fucking door, and you get the shit, and you bring it in. It's that simple. So why are we handling these criminals with kid gloves? They have no right anymore. They were, the, everything that they did during that time is the property of the United States government. You can look at it any other way you want, but... Make no mistake, it is the property of the United States government. So Mr. Meadows, Mr. Hannity, all these texts that you were going back and forth, guess what? That's the property of the United States government. It belongs to us. So we're entitled to see it. But I'm more than happy to create a website to make that available to everyone because I think it's important. And that is where people are pissed that they're not being held accountable for their actions or for what they've done. And trust me, there are breadcrumbs all over the place and it's real simple to gather that information up. Another name that was mentioned was um, um, Stephanie Grisham. She was once again in the inner circle and she is a person who um, resigned uh, from um, the administration on January 6th. So I think it's going to be important for us to understand uh, why she resigned and what motivated her to decide to leave that day. Um, you know, uh, they still had a few weeks left. 
So why is she resigning on one of the worst days in American history? And I'd like to know why. So that's another, you know, why did she resign? Let, let us know why. Next topic. There's going to be a news conference tomorrow with the President of the United States, the Vice President, and I'm not exactly sure who else, but I'm really looking forward to that. I don't want to get into more detail today, but um, I think it's going to be um, very important that the President addresses the elephant in the room and say his name, because we need to hear it. We need to know who is responsible for this tragic event and to say that, oh, we're going to we're going to go to the highest, you know, to the highest and the lowest people who are responsible. Guess what? We all know who was responsible. And the ringleader was the 45th president. And I need to hear him say it. I need to hear them all say it, because without it, there's no accountability. So me as a citizen, as a civilian, I. I'm looking back and I'm saying, oh, the, the, you know, all these people who kicked in the doors and, and uh, murdered and maimed um, the Capitol Police, they're not solely responsible. They're part of the problem, but they're not, they're not the ringleader. And the ringleader is the impeached president. He's still an impeached president, so I can say that. And... As I said before, it brings me no comfort in, in bad-mouthing the President of the United States because that's not my game. It's not my, not my style. But you know what? Um, uh, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, it, it's a duck. And guess what? It's a Donald Duck. So um, I hope the best for everyone that's um, still suffering from this uh, tragic event and... I'm going to leave it at that, and um, God bless you, and God bless America. I'll see you tomorrow.